Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. A brand new article by Vanity Fair has come to highlight some of the drug use, magic, and messiah complex of Ezra Miller, better known to many of you as The Flash. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about not only chaos magic or drug usage, but also some of the wickedness in regards to the Marvel and DC's War on God. With me to discuss all this is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Wow, man, the uh, Vanity Fair article, some really, really strange stuff, but interesting timing because everything we've been exposing in our first two Marvel videos, which many of you have seen, gets right into this stuff, and he is you know, he's right where we've been expecting, uh, where we know this movement's at, we're exposing something in our Marvel DVDs like Chaos Magic, uh, like uh, but tied to L. Lester Crowley, the Satanist, and Sigil Magic, and contacting demonic entities through it, which we'll get in deeper, so I don't want to bury too much of the, the thunder that's coming, or the lead, but it's really amazing because when we get into this, man, this is exactly what this guy's into, and he's one of the premier actors in Hollywood the last you know, eight, ten years. So yeah. Just like Downey Jr. practiced it. They're contacting demonic entities, they're being used, just like the book of Revelation says, they won't repent of the worship of the demons in the end times, and we're going to get into it. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting because one of the things that we're going to be showing here, uh, or even reading from the article as well, is some of the parallels between so much of this, and really, Joe, why, I, I guess, why you would say this whole demonic push when it comes to the biggest characters out there, these superheroes, right? That yeah. people, little kids are watching with their dads, their dads and the moms are so excited, they're taking them to movie theaters and watching them. Hey, I used to love Superman, I used to love Spider-Man. Now we get to watch it together and they grow up together in this stuff, not realizing really what spirits yeah. it's of. And it's crazy because it's really manifesting through a lot of these characters and some of the things that are going yeah. on. And I think... When it comes to Ezra Miller, which may, you know, some people may not know the name right away, but knowing that he plays Flash, and that's going to come into a lot of what we're talking about and some of the parallels that for those who have seen parts one and two of Marvel and DC's War on God, you guys may have seen in the Antichrist agenda some of the stuff we'll talk about with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You may have seen in uh, Doctor Strange, Lester Crowley, and the, the multi versus yeah. Satan in the second one. You may have seen in those ones. Some of this stuff, you go, wait a second, I remember this. And yeah. so we're actually going to play a few of those clips here, at least a couple of those clips here uh, today for you guys to get a really good perspective on this. But a lot of this, Joe, comes from Ezra Miller. He's been all over the news for really doing some crazy stuff. But it hasn't always been the case that he has been uh, kind of blackballed and kind of pushed to the side because, wow, there's something really up with this guy. It looks like he's almost kidnapping kids and what's going on here. And then we kind of look, he actually was the poster boy. And 
I'll do my best because some of these are copy and pasted from the article. So sometimes I'll read from the article and it'll say they or them and it's referring to him. You know, similar to what is your name for we are legion, legion for, for we, we are many. many. And he's being violent, choking people out and bruises on some of these young girls' arms and so forth. And girls, as we'll get into as young as 12 years old, uh, legion was cutting himself very abusive and maniacal. And he's been... Yeah, harming yourself and, and so forth. That... Mm-hmm is an old trick from Satan. And you look at a lot of the, even the uh, people who took their own lives in the scripture, a lot of times, a lot of demonic activity around it, possession, you know, whether it is Judas or otherwise, you know, Mm -hmm. or even the suggesting to kill yourself, right? Where Satan was using Job's wife uh, to suggest for others to do that as well. But when we look at this, that wasn't always the case with him, that he was like, oh no, this guy's crazy. Before, actually, he was considered a poster boy. In fact, I'll read from the article. Miller's outspokenness about sexuality and gender identity earned him a reputation for empathy and progressiveness, as well as effusive internet titles like, quote, queer icon and the hero we need right now and our non-binary king. In 2018, GQ, GQ Style put Miller on its cover and wrote, quote, please God, Tell us the next generation of movie stars is going to be like this. So, yeah. Joe. Like this, really? Like this. This is what yeah. they want their movie stars yeah, to that. be like. So, Joe, what do you think when it comes to Miller being the new outspoken, non-binary king and queer icon for these guys? Yeah, and he was the, yeah, as you said, the poster boy. And, you know, you can't do things that are an absolute rebellion to God's word, the fabric of morality within which God created us to operate and to flourish uh, as human beings and, and in our sexuality as as male and female and so forth, and get into all kinds of you know you know interaction trafficking and demonism and you know taking as basically a harem of young girls right now minors and so forth uh, according to those that have been closest to him that have been there with him and we'll get into that any of these different things but uh, this is par for the course I mean. Uh, what, what's going on in the world right now, they're just wanting to worship somebody. And we'll get into how he thinks he's the Messiah. You know, he thinks he's the Christ, and we'll get into that. Uh, but they're wanting to worship someone, and they're, they'll fill, they'll fill that, that God-shaped void that only God could fill with things until they find Christ or until they don't find Christ, and it's too late. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the idols of this age are repudiated by God throughout, and, and he's definitely set himself up as an idol, in the, in the, you know, and he's definitely being followed Many, he's, it reminds me of Charles Manson in many, way, many ways. And as we go through this, I'm not saying he's encouraging his, his followers to murder, you know, but when you see what he's doing with regard to drugs, mind control, uh, even, you know, physical abuse and these things that, at least by those who've been closest to him, that report in Vanity Fair and other outlets I've read as well, uh, there's an interesting, some interesting parallels going on. Yeah, and, and it is one of those things when you look at it and you see, wow, man, it, it's crazy this guy... The money, you know, the the celebrity and all that, getting some of these people, you know, people that are young activists and so forth, and then even some of them saying, I didn't even know what gaslighting was, but apparently I was being gaslit the whole yeah. time. And you see some of the control that they have around them, and there's a reason he's called a cult leader and by, by some of them. Hey, it looks like he's a cult leader. And it's like, wow, it's really incredible, especially when you look back at some of the stuff that was going on with the people who were in Smallville and so forth and how they were pulling people into that next uh, next M cult, sex yeah. cult as well. And you see it and you're like, wow, that's really interesting. This stuff all coincides one with another. And the whole point is that 
it all comes from the same spirit. And yeah. Satan, Hollywood, man. ultimately, yeah, without a doubt, Satan over and over again is using these these people to pull people into these really satanic stuff anyways. Forget all the stuff that we'll be talking about today in terms of his private life. I mean, just from the actual movies and everything, the Antichrist agenda behind behind this all, and recognizing that this is helping people to accept the Antichrist in the end. That is, a, that is a reality. And people think, oh, no, it's this way. This is how he's going to get them. And this is how he's going to, it's going to be uh, through a political this, and it's going to be through the music, and it's going to be through this. No, it's all of it. it all, it's all of it together. There's a synergy because it's all the same spirit. First John 2 warned that, yes, there is a singular Antichrist that is coming, but the Antichrist is here now. The Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist is here now, and it's here today. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, according to those who have been yeah, you know, at least have you know have children at the other end of the abuse from him. When you look at some of their statements, it's kind of interesting because he's apparently abused more than one twelve-year-old, or at least you know, allegedly there's been like protection orders uh, enforced by the police at least for a time for you know more than one twelve-year-old. Uh, and the parents of one of those said he tried to climb in her bed when he was uh, when she was fourteen years old on a trip out of the country, which she was with him. And his uh, the chaperone there kicked him out or made him not, you know, <laughs> didn't let him get in the bed, I guess. And it's interesting because uh, when he gets people come against what he's doing and, and there's accusations, then he calls it transphobia. You know, it's, oh, I'm a victim. Yeah. And, he, and everybody else is, you know, they're Nazis. They'll say things like that. I thought, wow, that's exactly what, because he, he's, he's a wannabe, you know, Antichrist kind of guy. Uh, uh, and... You can see the ultimate antichrist coming against Christians by claiming that if they don't agree with "Do what thou wilt," because he's called the man of sin, you know, as Mister Do what thou wilt, I will be called transphobic, and that'll be considered a form of racism because you believe that God made us male and female. And there's a lot of interesting little pictures there of what's going to happen ultimately because the same spirits are at work. It's the spirit of antichrist. It's true, and it's very interesting, Joe, because I want to read from this. This and this, it's so interesting when we're seeing this, and we're going to be playing a clip here. From our first installment of Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist Agenda. And the clip you're going to see here after I read this is going to be from that one. And you'll see how, I guess you'll kind of see exactly why we're playing that clip alongside this quote. And this is a quote from the article from Vanity Fair. It says, The house in Vermont contained an altar that's home to bullets, weed, sage, and flash figurines. Miller says a source recently demanded that Susan Sarandon, who apparently is a good friend of his, come pay tribute to their altar because she didn't invite them to a dinner party. It's very interesting because so many people, Joe, don't realize that Aleister Crowley, the famous Satanist, the godfather of Satanism really, would use weed for his ceremonies to contact demons and stuff. It's very interesting. But you guys, you got to see this clip because in this clip, you guys will see Exactly, another altar that was made, and also you'll hear from Grant Morrison, a very popular comic book writer himself. And before you actually go to that clip, Chad, keep in mind what Chad just read. He has an altar, okay? He has people bring offerings to the altar. In fact, Sarandon, to come back into his good graces, he was making her, telling her she needs to give an offering onto his altar and so forth. And this is an altar where he has, why? Ask the question, why does he have flash figurines 
up on the altar. Watch this clip that we did a long time ago, like four or five months ago. That was our first video. We've already got the second one out. We're hoping to get the third one out before then the year ends. Uh, but ask why and what's going on there and what's he invoking and he's playing Flash. In fact, in June of this next year, he's got the part of Flash unless he gets canned. He's trying to get in good graces with Warner Brothers again. And what's he invoking for? And who else might have invoked spirits or entities, demonic entities, practicing the same kind of magic? And by the way, Crowley used this kind of magic. I want you to keep all that in mind because we're going to explain it in more depth when we come back. But if you have that in mind, you're going to connect some dots on your own, and we want you to be able to do that. Yeah, check this out. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. described his obsession with seeking the role of Iron Man and how in his preparation for the audition for the part, he practiced ceremonial magic and conducted an occult ritual to get the part. Downey even references Satanist Aleister Crowley when speaking of the ritual he conducted. Robert Downey Jr. said that he was prepared to recite each line in various different ways, but it was only after what is described in the book, Perturabo, The Life of Aleister Crowley, that Robert Downey Jr. conducted a, quote, combination of ceremonial magic and compulsive rehearsal of every possible delivery of his lines that he got the part. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Downey went so far as to admit that his preparation for the audition of the role of Iron Man was, in his words, the most positively reinforced ritual he had ever performed, and it made him feel like Satanist Aleister Crowley's younger brother. Downey admitted, quote, it was madness, but also the most positively reinforced ritual I've ever performed. If Aleister Crowley, speaking of the Satanist, had a younger brother, it was that type of expletive. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. used ceremonial magic and cult rituals to assist him to gain power over his role, just as Aleister Crowley used symbols in his rituals like the Star of Babylon as aids to cast spells and summon demonic entities. Grant Morrison, believed by many to be the top comic writer of the last decade, is not only a practitioner of Satanist Aleister Crowley's magic, but promotes Crowley's magic to young fans and encourages them to practice Crowley's magic and sigil magic to summon demonic entities. We can see great similarities in the diabolical teaching of Grant Morrison and the ceremonial magic of Robert Downey Jr. when he prepared to land the role of Iron Man. Grant Morrison stated in his writing Pop Magic that one could summon spirits to take possession of their bodies and make them a successful actor by practicing ceremonial magic, stating, quote, The sigil, which is a symbol used to summon spirits, takes a magical desire or intent. Let's say, it is my desire to be a great actor, end quote. This is probably quite similar to what Robert Downey Jr. did. Morrison states, quote, pick a traditional god or demon from a book on magic. And he goes on to say, if one is feeling hard, that they can, quote, pick a demon from one of the medieval grimoires and hope you're strong enough to handle the intense negative feelings demons embody. Robert Downey Jr., when calling for help to win the part for Iron Man, surrounded himself with imagery that would invoke such a spirit. This is exactly what leading comic and superhero writer and practitioner of Satanist Aleister Crowley's magic, Grant Morrison, advises, stating, for example, that when one is calling upon the entity Hermes, one can use comics and images of the comic superhero Flash, who was inspired by the false demon god Hermes, as well as other implements that would be conducive of summoning such a spirit. Morrison advises, quote, Call fervently upon Hermes, luxuriate in his attributes, drink coffee or Red Bull in his name, or take a line of speed, depending on your levels of drug abuse. Foot your head with speedy images of jet planes, jet cars, and bullet trains. Play Ray of Light by Madonna and call down Hermes. Surround yourself with Flash comics and call down Hermes. Tell him how very wonderful he is in your own words and then call him into yourself. 
The arrival of the God will be unmistakable. You should experience a sense of presence or even mild possession. Wow, Joe. I I just think it's interesting. And if you guys are new viewers, maybe you just click this on. You saw that clip. We were just talking about how Ezra Miller, the guy who played Flash, has an altar with Flash figurines on it and weed and sage and, and bullets and so forth. Joe, I find this to be absolutely fascinating in light of what that clip is coming from, which is Marvel and DC's War on God, the Antichrist agenda. Joe, this is just, it's incredible. We're seeing it and finding out about it just like this. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. If you're in the audience and you've been following Good Fight Ministries for a while, you know that you haven't seen this whole tie-in between Robert Downey Jr. contacting, you know, using, uh, you know, the image of Iron Man to invoke spirits saying, you know, uh, you know, if I, Lester Crowley, speaking of the Satanist, had a little brother, I, I was the blank, tied together. We've, we've, we've exposed that. That hasn't been exposed. It was just buried in a, in a, years ago in an interview. And I'm like, man, nobody's exposed. I put the quotations, I put it in quotation marks on Google and nobody was talking about it. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I knew that Grant Morrison talked about using, uh, using Flash and comic characters and so forth to invoke spirits because they represent entities to them and evoke the spirit of Hermes. And the Bible says the gods of the nations are demons and so forth. And I thought, wow, isn't this amazing? This article comes out and he has an altar. He's invoke. he's using pot and he's using figurines of Flash and he's playing Flash just like Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man. You guys... God, God tells us about this. Keep in mind, this is so has such a historical precedent as well because we see Jesus dealing with demoniacs and casting spirits out of them. We see even in Jesus' day when he used the term hypocrites. Hypocrites was a used of the, the actors who would don the faces, the masks they'd put on of different gods and they were understood to get possessed by the different gods they were invoking and the better job they did acting was to the degree that they became possessed by these entities. Okay, and guess what? They weren't getting possessed by real gods in the sense of you know, uh, there's only one true God. But the Bible says the gods of the nations are demons, they're fallen angels, they're fallen demonic entities, and they masquerade as as you know, good and bad gods, or usually gods that are mixed with good and bad, and so forth. But they're demonic entities, and they invoke them, and they'd be possessed, and and so forth. Well, guess what? That didn't just go by the wayside. That's what's going on in Hollywood big time right now. And why do you think these guys are going to all these trouble, like Robert Downey Jr. I mean, why did he go to all that trouble to invoke a spirit or practice Crowley's magic, which was all about invoking demonic entities? Why is this, you know, why is Ezra going about trying to invoke help with regard to the figurines of Flash? Why? Well, we just read Grant Morrison. By the way, keep in mind, he's one of the top two comic writers voted all time, number two, by Comic Book Review for the last four years. That's huge. And he's saying, hey, and he tells people to practice Crowley's magic. He says, how do you think I became such a good writer? You know, you guys, this is what God's word talks about. If you don't know Christ, guess what, man? The Bible talks about this spiritual war. We have the evidence all around of, of who God is, what he's done and so forth, prophecies and everything else. But man, we got such good evidence that there's a spiritual war going on. And it's exactly what the Bible talked about. And that demonic entities would use humans in the last days to marshal them against the one true God. But what happens a lot of times these guys, because Crowley... Morrison, a lot of these guys admit uh, that you, you got to take precautions because you're contacting demonic entities and, and these different entities can be very hostile. So you got to do banishing rituals and so forth. And it just seems like, well, maybe uh, he isn't doing enough banishing rituals or whatever, but he's opening himself up to a lot of chaos himself through these entities that are, you know, have him on, this, uh, on, on, the, on the verge of insanity. 
Uh, but at the same time, he's trying to fill up his lust for women, young girls, that is, which I would, which we'd call pedophilia, if he's in fact doing as it's being alleged by a number of young gals right now, some as young as 12, as we've mentioned. There is a radical spiritual movement afoot. Now, what's interesting about this as well, some of the things I thought I, we, should, we should quote, uh, and Chad, you quoted a couple of things I, I was hoping we'd get to about the figurines, about the altar and so forth. But uh, it's interesting, uh, according to one insider that's quoted in Vanity, he talked about the metaverse and the medicine and how they're, they're the Messiah and what his work is here. That, uh, they, that they say that the spiritual practice is to be among the people, which means party. So it's kind of just a do what thou wilt philosophy, one big party. He's the Messiah. He talks about Flash being, you know, according to this article, Flash basically is bringing the metaverse together and he's basically makes him the Messiah, but he is identified with Flash and the spirit of Flash where he believes that he will be the Messiah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because if you want to see some of the spiritual insight too, here's what it said in the article as well. Well, in Iceland, Miller, Miller was accompanied by Jasper Youngbear, a 55-year-old North Dakotan me- medicine man the actor had hired as his spiritual advisor. And Young Bear seems to have stoked Miller's outside vision of themselves. Jasper was telling Ezra that he wasn't a part of the movement. He was the movement, that he was the next Messiah, and that the Freemasons were sending demons out to kill him. That's right. According to one source, the actor says uh, he was, quote, claiming that is Ezra Miller was claiming that the Flash is the one who brings the multiverses together just like Jesus. Everybody wants to be Jesus, right? They use his name as a cuss word. Uh, they, they're antichrist, but when they want to be followed, they know who the real one is, man, who they're trying to counterfeit. They want, they, he invokes Jesus as the one, you know, that is flashes like Jesus. Flash isn't like Jesus. Flash is more like Hermes, you know, which is a spirit entity and a demonic entity that was worshiped in the past. But he wants to identify with Jesus and he wants to identify with the devil, which is kind of interesting which brings you probably to the next quote. Yeah, no, it it is interesting to see some of the things that he's into, Joe, and I'm not sure exactly which quote you're talking about. But he said that he he identifies as both the devil and as Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's in that same article. Yeah, in the same article, he does say that. I don't have that handy with me, but if you guys want to check it out, it's on the, the Vanity Fair page. And... And guys, this is this is serious stuff. You see this going on, and it, it's just like when when demons attack, or we've we've you know we've interviewed different experts on on aliens and so forth, and then you see them attack the one true God over and over again. You see this messianic understanding, these me- messiah figures, over and over again. It's the same spirit doing the same things, and we need to pay attention to it and make sure that we know. Where do we go back to understand what's going on? And we always go back to what Scripture says. What has God already said in His Word regarding these things? We need to test every spirit to see whether or not it comes from God. We need to make sure that it doesn't go past the Word of God, that that there's no light in something, that it goes different from what God's Word has already clearly stated. So when we're seeing these things happen, whatever chaos is going around you, and we'll get into chaos after this, Whenever chaos is going around you, when you see all these things take place, just know your redemption draws near. When all of these things are going on, no matter what happens in the world, know that Jesus is right there. He promised he'd build his church, the gates of hell, the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. He promised he would be with us 
always, even until the end of the age. So Amen. know and, and have solace in the fact that we are, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. If you're in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. And all of these things, whether you see them lining up as we're seeing this go on in the political realm, we're seeing it go on in the music and the movies and, and so forth, and seeing it all line up and greasing the skids for Satan to come, guys, just know that we if you have Christ, you have everything. You need nothing that this world offers. Amen. And what we're doing is giving you concrete examples of what's happening in pop culture and what God's Word reveals that it, it talks about you know, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The darkness of this world, they're spiritual rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And the scriptures say that Satan is the prince of the power of the air and that he works through the children of disobedience as he guides the course of this world. And the scriptures say in Revelation 16 that the demons go forth to the nations and they bring them together as one to fight Christ under the Antichrist. And here he talks about coming together as one and so forth. And it's just interesting in bringing this so-called metaverse together, claiming that Flash is the one that's going to bring it together, but that's really Christ, and he is the Messiah. And this guy is like, and a lot of people are saying, wow, this guy's losing his mind. He's going insane. He's, he's got mental issues and so forth. And I'm looking at him saying, well, he's actually very demonized, and he's basically a puppet for demonic entities. And a lot of people don't understand that what he says for a lot of Satanists makes a lot of sense. For us, from a biblical perspective, it makes, exact, it makes a lot of sense that he would be saying this, and they'd also be losing control of himself because the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right, is, is love, peace, joy, you know, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control, right? Uh, self-control. He, he lacks, he's been charged with, you know, choking people, and more than one person he's choked, you know, apparently. Bruising young girls, he hasn't been charged with, I don't know, all of those girls, but there's pictures of the gals that he's been uh, close to and had in, 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 in his little, you know, I don't want to call it a harem or not, but he says a lot of these young girls. And what's crazy about all this is that the scriptures warn that these things would happen. And we've been, in both of these videos, number one and number two, we expose elements of what he is into and doing. But we're showing it even with more, you know, successful actors than he is. And he's very successful. I mean, he was in the uh, the offshoot of uh, the Harry Potter thing, you know, the, you know, the, the Fantastic Beast. And he was uh, in a couple played Flash in the last you know couple DC installments Justice League Zack Snyder's and the one before that coming out as Flash again I believe another uh, another uh, sequel to the uh, Fantastic Beast by Rowling is, as well as supposed to be due out next year and Warner Brothers in a little bit of a pickle here because they're realizing this guy's just going he's freaking in, in their minds and at the same time they've put a couple hundred million dollars supposedly into this movie that's supposed to be out in June with a lot of the, a lot of the scenes already shot. How do you replace him? Do you can the whole movie, you know? Or do you try to replace him partway through the movie? Or well, what's happening right now is he's now he's starting to see that the movie might get scrapped or what have you. So now he's saying, oh, I'm rehabbing. I'm rehabbing, you know? So a lot, of, and, and some of the people, the insiders that know him say he always says things like he's rehabbing, but that's part of his stick. Well, he might rehab enough. I, pr I pray he ultimately has the ultimate rehab, and that is coming to Jesus and being transformed into not rehab, but regeneration, man, and being born again. And we pray for him that he gets saved and those around him get saved and the girls that he's abused come to Christ and get saved, or at least allegedly abused. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, the way Vanity writes it and others, it says, though, it's like a, it's a pretty much a fact the way it's being reported. But this is crazy stuff that's going on. Yeah, it is It is heartbreaking to see that. And you see this young, this young man, and that's what he is. He can call thee and they and thou or whatever he wants to do, but... 
he's a young man and he needs repentance. He needs he doesn't need these spiritual gurus from, you know, North Dakota or wherever, you know, telling him he's Jesus, telling him he's the Messiah. He needs to come to know the true Messiah. And it's heartbreaking that you see that, but sin has these ramifications. It doesn't just sit still in one body. It goes out. Sin festers everything. That's why Paul was really clear that a little leaven raises the whole loaf. When you have leaven, and then when you have this kind of stuff going on, and he thinks he's going to be the poster boy for queerness or whatever, yeah. you know, and for magic. terrible I thing. Mean, he's he's yeah, into magic. I mean, we you see in that clip we just played uh, that you know Robert Downey Jr. talks you know talks about he used the wand and everything else, and I I I have a clip we didn't play of him that I thought about you know giving to the guys to play, but I thought, man, we've got probably too much going for the show to play it, but uh, he is talking about, you know, the Harry Potter spinoff he played, and he's talking about how he got, you know, you know, goosebumps or whatever all over because he was at this venue, and there were all these fans, and, and they were all, you know, sticking 6,000 kids, you know, sticking up these, these, these wands to the sky, you know, killing the black, you know, the black dot there or whatever, the black image there, and uh, and how it was so exciting seeing these kids, you know, all excited about magic and so forth. And that we've been warning you guys that right now, man, these kids are being proselytized into the occult in mass. And he is doing it on a mass level. And some people say, wow, it's horrible what he's doing with these young kids, uh, you know, as far as his, his uh, you know, little sex cult thing going on there. And Crowley was in this, had his own sex cult. Crowley had sex magic going on. And he's practicing Crowleyan type magic. Uh, which we'll get into it a little bit more in a, in a little bit more detail in a minute, but it's kind of kind of interesting. It's not just that group; these guys are influencing hundreds of millions of young people into sexual perversion and into the occult. And for instance, you know, he does want you know they and them—that's what you call me and so forth. And it reminds me of Prince. A lot of people think, "Where did this whole thing come from?" And I remember Prince uh, years ago, and some of you that are my age or a little bit younger or a little bit older, you remember that Prince. Uh, didn't want to be called Prince anymore. Started way back then, as far as a tangible reason as to why. And he says he didn't want to be called Prince because there were other entities in him. In our other video, which we don't have up here, which we might as well, I, uh, that we did years ago called They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, we show an interview with Prince as we're exposing all these rock musicians and pop musicians who are, many of them doing the same things, top musicians, same kind of stuff, practicing Crowley's magic and what have you. And we see Prince talking about how he doesn't be called Prince anymore because he has these other entities, he says, that live in me. She's, you know, Oprah says, feels like I'm doing a civil interview because she had multi-personalities and he wanted to be called Prince because he didn't know the sexuality, sexual identity of these other entities. And that's interesting. So when we're to call them they and them, sometimes it's some young kid wanting some attention perhaps or truly confused because they've been molested or they've been taught by some teacher. You shouldn't consider that maybe you're another sex or because they are demonized. And they have other entities, and as Prince claimed, and they're totally confused. Or like we read in the Bible with Legion, who Jesus cast a legion of demons out of, we are legion, for we are many, you know. Uh, there, this is very, very spiritual as to what's going on here. And GQ, right, is supposed to define, supposed to be a man, men's magazine, Chad? And they're trying to define what, well, guess what? He, they want him to be the paragon of what it means to be a man, or, well, really a, a them or a they, and that, they're, and that he'd be the future of Hollywood. Shows you what kind of people are writing these articles. Don't read that trash, man. Read read the Word of God, man, and read books that encourage you to seek God and know Him. Yeah, it's so sad to see these th this being heralded. And I know that 
for him, a lot of people have kind of blackballed him at this point. But for how long were they trying to just hold this oh, guy yeah. up as, oh, look at this young, chiseled man, you know, whatever. Uh, well, they, them, whatever they're calling him. I don't know. But it, it's heartbreaking. And, man. Joe, you he's had – He's a man, whatever oh, they're man. calling him, I'm saying. But it's interesting, Joe, because when we look at it and we see – we had mentioned, and, and you go into depth in this one, part two, Dr. Strange, Lester Crowley, and the multiverse of Satanism. You go in depth, and we're going to play a clip here. But before I do, I'm just going to read straight from the article because pay attention to these two words next to each other because that's what this clip is going to actually show. Miller smoked marijuana, performed chaos magic. What what was that he performed? Chaos magic. He was doing that at his altar. At his altar and played Call of Duty into the early morning. Now, most people would see that, Joe. They just go right through it. Oh, he's playing with wands and magic and stuff. But guys, this is a clip that is from our latest video, Marvel and DC's War on God, Doctor Strange, Lester Crowley, and the Multiverse of Satanism, where we we go in depth in this clip where you can see what chaos magic truly is. Wanda Maximoff, or the Scarlet Witch, started off as a mutant, but she's had her origin story recanned, and she became a witch capable of wielding chaos magic. The essence of chaos magic is the ability to change reality through perception and magical means, which is exactly what Wanda is capable of doing. Comicbook.com states, quote, Wanda is the Scarlet Witch of Chaos Magic. The concept of the Scarlet Witch was not only inspired by Crowley's Scarlet Woman and the biblical whore of Babylon, but Crowley's satanic teachings on magic are considered one of the major influences behind chaos magic. Wikipedia's page on Chaos Magic cites Aleister Crowley, along with Austin Spear, as the early influences of Chaos Magic. Cambridge University's website states that, quote, Chaos Magic, which they spell with a K, is an innovation of 20th century occultism that draws influence from a variety of sources, including occultists such as Aleister Crowley and Austin Osmond Spear. Chaos Magic is often spelled with a K at the end of the word magic because this spelling was originally introduced by Satanist Aleister Crowley because he believed that the letter K was his magical Kabbalistic letter. The Scarlet Witch uses this Crowleyan satanic chaos magic throughout the 2022 movie Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. In episode 8 of Disney and Marvel's WandaVision, the witch Agatha Harkness reveals to Wanda that she is a limitless well of chaos magic and reveals to her that the dark powers of chaos magic that she channels make her the Scarlet Witch. You're supposed to be a myth, a being capable of spontaneous creation. Here you are, using it to make breakfast for dinner. Let go of my children. Oh, yes, your children. (laughs) Vision, this whole little life you've made. This is chaos magic, Wanda. That makes you the Scarlet Witch. Disney and Marvel for years have seduced countless young people into witchcraft and the occult, considered abominations to God by advertising occult powers for those who would open their hearts and their minds to these powers through their movies and TV shows. Here we see shirts that have been made promoting the Scarlet Witch and the Crowley-inspired chaos magic. Well, Joe, uh, we're getting a lot of info there in a short amount of time here. But specific to chaos magic, you have this just written in the article, not done in depth, but we're seeing these altars, we're seeing these pictures. And I just find it so interesting that, you know, some people would think, oh, this is just satanic panic and, and so forth. And there's, you know, this isn't going on, you know, don't look at 
you know, the feet underneath the uh, the thing over there. But it's been exposed over and over again. And yet, same thing with Jeffrey Epstein. We had a video here on our channel about Jeffrey Epstein long before anyone knew what his name was. Mm-hmm. Most people had no idea who he was. And then all of a sudden it gets exposed. You're like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Then it's, you know, coming out with Marvel and DC's War on God. Why did Joe just do something on that Epstein guy? I mean, and then boom. Yeah, no, 100%. six months later. People were all like, okay, I see it. And then all of a sudden, same thing. It's like, whoa, where's this Robert Downey Jr.? It came from two different articles that you read regarding Robert Downey Jr. doing these, you know, these, these seances and so forth. And it's like, wow, now all of a sudden another article comes up now after these videos. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It's just, it, it's almost like a and lot of times. It's flash of all It's flash. That's exactly what Morrison, Morrison talks to about invoking, you know, the spirit of Hermes to flash. And and you're seeing it over and over again. Oh, chaos magic. Oh, what's that? No big deal. No. Well, if you had seen part two of Marvel and DC's War on God, just as you got to see the clip right here, you guys can check that out, marveldcexposed.com. And you're looking at it and it's like, guys, you're saying it and then here we are. We're, we're here. The articles are saying it too. Yeah, the religion of Hollywood is New Ageism, Agnosticism, and Crowleyanity. And that's what it is, you know? And you're, you're going to be affected if you, just, if you just watch this stuff constantly and are entertained by it. It's going to have an effect on your worldview. Uh, it's going to have an effect on your children and so forth to one degree or another. Uh, in fact, one dictionary... Uh, which is a very popular with the young people, Urban Dictionary. Listen to what it says about chaos magic. Chaos magic, and they spell with a K like Crowley did, finds its origin partially in the sigil working. That was a type of magic that uh, we saw Grant Morrison talking about contacting uh, the Hermes through, you know, invoking, uh, using Flash, you know, uh, comics. And, of course, Ezra, who plays Flash, uses uh, Flash figurines at his altar. And, of course, we saw Robert Downey Jr. that he... Uh, uses Iron Man before he got the part. He was. He says it's the most incredible. He, I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, ceremonial magic ritual I've ever practiced. But Lester Crowley had a little brother. I was the expletive. Right. So man, this is heavy because you see these. Why do they, how do these guys get such? You know, are they so charming and so powerful and so forth? Well, they're depending on demonic entities. The Bible warns in First Timothy chapter four verse one that the Spirit, and speaking of the Holy Spirit, speaks expressly that latter times. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. These demonic entities empower people, and they use them to push lies, Satan's lies, and they use entertainment to do it. In fact, uh, the Urban Dictionary says, Chaos magic finds its origin partially in the sigil working of uh, Austin Osmond's spirit. Uh, In this form of magical, again, spelled the K, practice, the magician creates a symbol or sigil representing a goal or desire using any method he or she chooses. See, it's kind of like, Crowley meets postmodernism, you know? It's like there's not this rigid way. You have to do it this way, that way. Whatever works, and then you can actually junk the trinket, junk the symbol, go to another thing that whatever works. And guess what? The Bible says rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. So that makes sense. You know, you could do a thousand. Before I was a Christian, and I opened myself up to these demonic entities, before I cried out to the Lord and opened myself and was channeling all kinds of lyrics and my music, my guitar music changed and everything else, before I knew Christ and I was anti-Christ, I was thinking it was the power of my subconscious mind. And that I was invoking a power from within because that's what the books I was reading, Psycho-Cybernetics, The Power of Subconscious Mind, said, hey, you get power from your subconscious mind. I had a wizard at the end of my bed that my next door older lady named Mary gave me. She brought over and they put, I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm this 16, 17-year-old teenager. I want to be like that wizard. But guess what I was doing? I was invoking what I thought was coming from within me, but I was invoking demonic entities. 
And it goes on to say, they use, you can use a symbol or sigil representing a goal or desire using any method he or she chooses. The magician then goes into a trance state, wherein, and I went into these trance states, paralysis with the humming sound going on, uh, wherein the sigil is the sole object of consciousness. After the climax of this trance state is done with, the sigil is to be banished or forgotten so that the goal it represents will ingrain itself into the unconscious mind uh, of the caster, hence what Grant Morrison uh, was teaching. In fact, this 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 article or this uh, entry into the dictionary here says, a good chaos magic ritual may be the invocation of Batman in order to escape an enemy's threat. <laughs> Even the urban dictionary is saying, no, you can try to invoke Batman. So it's interesting how these have become the new gods, you guys. And this is very, very relevant to what's happening all around Hollywood and what kids are doing. There's all kinds of kids. We show, Chad, we're going to show it in one of our, in our upcoming uh, video, our next, our number three, which we're hoping to have out in, in November or December. We're actually hoping November, but I'm going to say November or December to be safe so you can have it as, you know, get out as Christmas. Tony gifts. loves when you give the timeline. Yeah, I put the pressure on him. That, <laughs> I put the pressure on him that way. It actually puts the pressure on me because I got to yeah. uh, finish it up, you know, but we're really close actually on this one, believe it or not. And it's just interesting because you have this 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 pattern going on that's irrefutable, and you need to make people aware of it. Because guess what? I can guarantee you, ninety nine point nine 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 ad infinitum almost people when they read Cast Magic, they're clueless what it is. They're clueless it's tied to Crowley. They're clueless it's tied to uh, tied to Robert Downey Jr. and and that's tied to a spiritual spiritual darkness and the principalities who are using these guys to bring the world toward the Antichrist kingdom. Yeah, and I want to do just some housework here on the channel for you guys. There are two articles specific to the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, portion, and I know when we play that clip, the source at the bottom gets cut off because that's a short clip from the uh, the trailer from our channel. So I'll put them in the live chat. You guys can check these out. But one of the articles comes straight from an Entertainment Weekly article done on Robert Downey Jr. So if you look that up, Robert Downey Jr., and it is 2008's Entertain Entertainer of the Year. And one of the headlines on there, he's got like a purple shirt on. It says, the Iron Man is number one inside the greatest comeback in years. And then the other one comes from an article titled The Tao of Robert Downey Jr. And that's a Rolling Stone article. Yeah. So I'm going to put that in the live chat here for you guys to have if you guys want to have those two sources. That's the ones that where he calls himself the brother of Lester Crowley, if, if Lester Crowley had a brother and so forth, and where he talks about using some of the wand and so forth. So I'm going to put that in the chat, uh, Joe. I just wanted to play a little bit of uh, housekeeping there so for That's anyone looking idea. for the articles. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because, uh, Chad, we see... It's really crazy, too, because I'd studied in depth uh, the, the Manson's cult and how he worked people and how he'd use music. And, uh, you know, I interviewed Susan Atkins a couple times with my wife, uh, you know, years ago. And uh, we have some of that interview on They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, and we've actually written an article. And she, came, you know, she was associated with the Church of Satan before she joined Charles Manson. And she was just 19 when she was with Manson, first with Manson, and she already had been with... with uh, uh, you know, before she joined Manson, she was already hanging out with Anton LaVey of the Church of Satan, doing rituals with him, coming out of his coffins. There's even, a, we got a picture of her coming out of a coffin in one of the rituals. And she said that, yeah, he was duping people, claiming that the Satanism wasn't just real, it was just a metaphor, but we were really worshiping Satan. And other others that have been in depth into that group have admitted the same uh, since that time. And of course, Satanist Anton LaVey said, you know what, well, we had to walk a line to attract followers, you know, and that's why he dumbed down Satanism to pull in the people that would think, oh, 
you know, this is just atheism. You know, oh, it's, it's just a way to, you know, do your own thing and be an atheist, but it's cool because you can call yourself a Satanist. And Anton LaVey is laughing at these guys. In fact, Satan laughs at the atheists because those are the peons in his kingdom. I was just being interviewed uh, by a gentleman who, who made that point. I said, yeah, that's exactly, he used that word, but he's saying they're like the low-level guys. I go, yeah, the atheists, uh, you know, they're a joke to the Satanists because the Satanists know these powers really exist. Uh, and, I, you know, and I was the, the atheist or the agnostic slash almost atheist and I don't myself with these dark forces, and I had to either have to embrace them and just go with it and find whatever success Satan was going to give me or turn to Christ. And for me, it was a no-brainer. It was like, man, you kidding? I want to know that if God is real, and I realized he was, I want to know Christ, I want to be saved, and I want to be with him for eternity. That's the, that's the smart choice. That's the wise choice. But Chad, it really looks like he's got some kind of cult going on here because... Uh, the article in, in Vanity talked about how kids that were in college, they, they go after kids who were in college, according to insiders' information, people that knew him, hung out with him, were there, and so forth. Kids that were in college or sometimes kids who might have been homeless, uh, he would recruit them in a period of vulnerability and promise them all these things. And that's what Manson did. That's what Manson did with Susan Atkins and others. He got people that were, you know, practically homeless. He also got some high-profile people like Tex Watson, who was actually a class president, uh, Susan Atkins said, and she told us that, you know, uh, she, she, she said that she felt so filthy after she realized what she did. She was convicted of killing most of the people, nine of the murders. Just say most people, but nine of the murders. And she said she scrubbed herself with a soap so hard, and she was just red all over because she felt so dirty when she was in prison. She realized what she had done. And at that point, she says that God spoke to her and said that soap will never take away your sin. Only the blood of my son will take away that sin, you know. That's where she claims to have come to Christ. But it's interesting. She talks about how Manson would uh, use music and that she was in the hippie scene, but her favorite song was a song by Bing Crosby. And none of nobody thought that was cool, so she never talked about her favorite song was by Bing Crosby, a guy that was an old has-been, you know? And she said Charles Manson came up with his guitar and he was singing different songs, you know, trying to get followed, just having all these people follow him. And the first song he sang to her was her favorite song by Bing Crosby. And he hung, he was called the Wizard by Dennis, you know, uh, but by the Beach Boys, you know, one of the leaders of the Beach Boys, who called him the Wizard and actually took one of his songs and put it on one of their albums. And he would say, according to Tex Watson, the other guy convicted of the most of the second most murders, Tex Watson say he said he would do things like he'd get us singing do da 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 da, and we'd all be singing do da 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 da. Before you know it, we're singing die today, die today, die today, and. They took one of his songs, they called it Cease to Exist, the, the, the Beach Boys. And he, he was involved in that Hollywood scene, you know. But he didn't get accepted and make it big. But he was doing on a micro level what a lot of these rock stars and pop stars were doing on a macro level of seducing all kinds of kids. Of course, he led them into the most brutal murders and so forth. But it's interesting, he used drugs. He used LSD, you know. He used drugs. And it's interesting, according to the testimonies, uh, for instance, in Vanity Fair, uh, he was using ketamine. And ketamine is a very, very interesting drug. It's, a, it, it's mainly an animal tranquilizer. They use it to tranquilize horses. Now, they found other applications for it. It's a very dangerous drug, especially if you take too much. But you know what it's used for? It, it can be, it's used to give to people to make them like zombies, you know, to where you can rape them or whatever else. I'm talking about in an illicit, wicked way where it basically renders people either totally immobile or with some mobility but with about ability, without ability to talk or walk. And then guess what? The person who's given this, this drug doesn't remember anything, even though they are somewhat conscious still. And 
Uh, we don't know if he was using it that way or if he is using it as a, like a date rape kind of drug with these gals. But when you see gals being trafficked and so forth, they use various different types of drugs uh, to traffic them, to get them in a state of, of compliance and so forth. And according to those who have been there, they say it's not this democracy there. It's an autocratic dictatorship, basically, that he's running and, uh, and he's ruling over these gals and so forth. So this is the guy that's going to be in the upcoming Flash movie unless they they can it or change it. And these are the, and guess what? He's just, his colors are showing. There's all kinds of people involved in this dark underbelly of wickedness of Satanism in Hollywood where these things would never come out. But he's just been out, so outlandish with it, it's coming out. But he's just, he's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. Yeah, and you know, it, it's really heartbreaking, you know, and I, I probably said this uh, on another show before because, you know, we've discussed, and I'm always open when it comes to, hey, when it came to Marvel and DC and all of this, I didn't know. I thought as, you know, as a believer, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's nice. But when you find some things that are bad, and I remember the first thing where I was like, oh, that's no good, was we were watching Flash, not Ezra Miller's Flash, but the one on TV. And we were watching Flash, and a new season started, and they had some new characters and, and whatnot. And my son and I, both my sons and I are watching. And I just remember up on the screen, two boys kiss. And I remember my, my son, Eli, he's probably seven, maybe six or seven. At the time, it's probably two years ago, maybe three years ago. And he goes, oh, that's it. We don't watch this anymore. And I was like... Good for him. I was like, oh, praise <laughs> God. Praise, <laughs> praise God. Because he, he gets to see, because, guys, it's not like when it comes to the biblical sexual ethic, it's not because God is a cosmic party pooper, but because he knows that brings forth death. God knows exactly how you're designed. Amen. You were designed uh, to be with one man and one woman that's it. And it's supposed to be you together, cleave together. A, a man shall leave his mother and father and be cleaved together with his wife. That's it. That's God's design. Anything outside of that, I believe, uh, just as Moses hitting the rock more than once and Jesus being our only sacrifice and so forth, just a one-time sacrifice that did away uh, with all sins, it was paid in full. In the same way, when we look at that picture also of marriage that will cleave together, there, I believe there's a reason that idolatry and adultery sound a lot alike, and that's because when you're sinning against God and you're committing spiritual adultery against Him, that is idolatry. You're choosing other things, and you're leaving the the first love that you should have for another lover. And that's the that's the language used over and over in the Old Testament. And Amen. we've been betrothed to one Christ. That's it. And and the fact is, when you see this. You see the destruction of family. You see the destruction of individuals that, that get involved and have all these different sexual partners of different ages, like this guy. And you see it, and it's heartbreaking because it goes against God's design. And he said in his word that his commandments that he has given us are not burdensome. First John chapter 5 is very clear to, to those who are the children of God. They love his children as well. They love the other believers, and they follow his commands. Under the new covenant, we follow the law of Christ. And guess what? I don't wake up with hangovers because I'm not drunk. I don't get STDs. My liver's not hurting, as it says in Proverbs, about going after the adulterous woman. Hepatitis. Uh, actually, <laughs> some of them sexually No, amen. I believe that God was serious in his word. And yeah. if anyone knew, it probably was Solomon. He had to learn the practice thereof before I think the end of Ecclesiastes shows us. He's seen the wickedness of his ways and that he should have stayed with the wife of his youth, as he told his own son to in Proverbs chapter 7. And when you look at these things, you see people going away from the design that God has created. And it'd be similar to me with my laptop here and being like, oh, I should just pour a bunch of drink in here. That would be great. It's working great. No, 
it tells you right on the label, don't do it. And God has given us plenty of labels and said, don't do it, not only by our conscience that bears witness against us, by his word that is clear, his law that's been written on our hearts under the new covenant as well. I mean, all of these things. And so when we come against homosexuality, adultery, pornography, all of these things, know that we're doing so because we want you to know Christ and these things are barriers that the enemy will put in front of you so that you will never come to know Jesus and that will be your identity your sexuality whether it's pornography or only fans or or you know homosexuality or this guy wanting to be called the them or otherwise all of these things are things to keep you from the kingdom of God and it's heartbreaking absolutely and I'll, I'll say this and I'll tag on to that Chad and that was a good word there is the scriptures tell us that all this would go on in mm. fact, when you see what he's into, sexual perversion, a do-without mentality, uh, sorcery, magic, and so forth, when we read the book of Revelation, uh, in Revelation chapter you know, 9, for instance, verses 19 through 21, it says they didn't repent of there, and it mentions idolatry. He's at an altar with idols of flash there. They didn't repent of their sorcery, their pharmakeia, contacting demonic entities through sorcery and the word pharmakeia is where pharmacy pharmaceuticals using drugs to contact demonic entities and uh, they, didn't conf- they didn't repent of their porneo means sexual perversion he's into that this stuff is being celebrated in Hollywood and, and they believe me guys they push it as much as they can in fact they would push it far more down our throats if there weren't uh, well, there wouldn't be such outrage with you know because there are still a lot of Christians out there still many people with conservative world views uh, but this is all getting pushed, and you know, that's what Jesus said would happen. Not just with uh, sexual perversion, but with the occult. Regard to sexual perversion, it says in the book of Jude in the New Testament, right before the book of Revelation, it says uh, that of Sodom and Gomorrah, it speaks of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, how they indulged in gross immorality, and they went after strange flesh, and they're exhibited as an example of undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. That is a severe judgment. And Jesus said in Luke 17 that in the last days, he said it will be like the days of Lot, days of Sodom and Gomorrah, where people aren't, it's not husband and wife anymore. We're seeing the breakdown right now, and Hollywood influences the entire world. You know, United States influences the entire world, and we're influencing the world with a lot of this this junk in, in so many levels. And it's, uh, and you know, Disney's and FX is owned by Disney, and uh, they, they're, they're, They've got five or six shows that come out right now. Little Demon, where even in the trailer they show upside down crosses, the same pentagram you'll see in the Church of Satan and the glorification of Satan. In the episodes, they talk about you know sacrificing children. Uh, uh, the mother, she sacrifices animals. She's a Wiccan witch. And one of their cast members says they're excited because they're promoting paganism. Well, that's what we saw, Chad, with the Disney animator uh, with regard to sexual uh, sexual immorality or to homosexuality. Saying we're putting queerness everywhere, basically said, and nobody's trying to stop us. So on both these fronts, and so we have the scriptures warn about sexual perversion in the end times. The scriptures warn about just as Jannies and Jambres, Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, withstood Moses, so these men will oppose the truth. These were magicians that opposed the truth. So expect magicians and people to come out trying to oppose the truth of God's word and what we're saying, people that are in touch with the spiritual world. And Paul said, when would that happen? Second Timothy 3, first, a few verses before that. Know this, that latter times some will depart from the faith. I'm sorry, that's where he says, in the last days, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self, or perilous times will come, as it says in the King James Men will be lovers of self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful and holy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, inconvenient, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. But they're going to, it says really clearly there, 
that they're going to be without natural affection in the King James or without love in the NASB. Without storge is the Greek word. And that means without family love. And guess what? All this goes back, this movement to Satan and his the powers of darkness. And Lester Crowley, the Satanist organizer, who said family is public enemy number one. And he uh, spoke of uh, marriage as being an abomination. And he said, let me seduce the boys of England. Well, guess what? The seducers are all over. Protect your kids. Protect your own heart. Protect your family. And stand up for Jesus and never turn back. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, fall on your face and cry out to him. The Bible says he'll save you by his grace. It doesn't matter who you are. Paul, the chief of sinners, got saved by the grace of God through what Christ did on the cross and dying for our sins, being buried, rising again the third day, conquering the grave, conquering Satan, conquering uh, sin, conquering hell. You know what? Come to Christ now and you'll be eternally saved, man. Put your trust in him. Every other thing you trust in is a broken reed or sinking sand. Only on Christ, a solid rock, will we stand. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.